0: Right, all right all right all right all right all right all right oh i can't believe i'm a bad boy professional game reviewer and i've got to spend the next hour or so talking about uh a load of anthropomorphic animals on an island in a game that was clearly made for nine-year-olds
1: last month you you talked about uh, a game where you went through the sea and exploded things
0: on a hoverboard yeah that was cool as fuck how dare <laughs> where, where, where where do you fucking get off Don't you dare compare Alan (laughs) crossing and Airblade. (laughs) Alright.
1: Welcome back, loyal subjects to Not the Princes, with your hosts Will and Harry. Today, on the podcast, we will be exploring the anthropomorphic 2020's critically acclaimed Game of the Year nominee, Animal Crossing New Horizons, a game that requires its own engagement ring because commitment is a two-way street. I will be one half of your hosts, Will, and the other half is that of Harry. How are we doing, Harry?
0: Yeah, I'm really well, thank you, Will. Uh, How have you been recently?
1: I've been doing very well. Uh, I feel like, as well, whenever we start talking in these episodes, the past two, I think we've mentioned the heat, it's finally started to come down.
0: It has. It has started to cool down. Uh, and in fact, the past two times we've recorded, uh, I think on both occasions, I hadn't seen you in a while. Uh, whereas, unfortunately, recently I've been overexposed to hanging out with you, if anything. <laughs> I don't think that's a terrible thing. I think it's obviously,
1: you know, we, we talk over... Um Sort of discord right when we record and uh, when i get to see you I've, i just remember how much i actually cannot stand to be in your presence
0: yeah that's why i really do think for the sake of the podcast we should maintain a certain professional boundary uh and i just think this is me saying um in in, in the the presence of our listeners uh, that i think we should tone down the amount that we've been hanging out recently sounds good to me fuck face tell me harry what you've been playing recently So the answer to that question is uh, threefold, and uh, each more equally lame than the last. Um, What I've been playing most frequently is Last of Us 2. I'm not going to divulge too much into my thoughts on it. I'm having a fantastic time. Um, But this is something that I'm hoping me and you can discuss at a later date. Uh, Mm. So I won't go too far into that. Uh, Chivalry 2, which is a game that I've mentioned previously, which is a a medieval uh, hack and slash simulator, um, has just had an update. Uh, So there's a few new maps, as well as an arena mode. So three on three, so me and some friends I've been having a good time uh, doing some three-on-three matches. But it's um, largely impossible to play cross-platform because PC players just absolutely destroy you with a mouse. Uh, And lastly, uh, I've mentioned it before, but I have a real fascination um, historically uh, for the Napoleonic era. And so I play a lot of Imperial Glory, which is a Napoleonic real-time strategy. And I've really got into the habit of... um, They have a historical battles Um, part of the campaign where you can replay famous historic battles like the Battle of Austerlitz or the Battle of Waterloo and I've been playing them um, from the losers perspective and trying to win by uh, adding my own tactics into the game so far I'm doing pretty well, I've just won the Battle of Waterloo as Napoleon and uh, won the Battle of Salamanca as Marshal Salt Um, so when I said that these answers get increasingly lame, I was not fucking joking Um, so that's my uh, incredibly lengthy and uh, incredibly lame answer to that question Will, so I'd like to counter and hope that you bring back some credibility to this podcast. What have you been playing? Uh, as
1: far as st- playing stuff goes, I actually haven't been playing a lot recently. I've been uh, I've been occupying my time uh, with other business ventures and, and the like um, I will say that me and my uh, girlfriend we've been playing through Telltale's The Wolf Among Us recently which has mm. been quite fun obviously you know a moral choice game you can see the kind of person that you're dating it's like oh you've made the wrong decision that's cute that's fine mm. Um, mm. apart from that I've actually been playing a lot of do you know uh, Reigns by Devolver Digital vaguely so it's like a card game uh, basically you have a yes you have a left answer and you have a right answer so you, you sort of like play different cards or like to, 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 to change the situations in your kingdom and they're like four meters that you have to keep an eye on uh, okay. it's very it's very simplistic gameplay you know it's very satisfying to play it's just quick uh, quick concise fun um yeah just oddly addictive for some reason i don't really think there's anything else because the last
0: time i said i was uh, playing Yakuza 4 and I don't think I've actually touched that since mm. our last recording I think this is the first time that your answer's either been not Yakuza or Persona uh, as an answer to that question and this is our, what, our fourth episode fifth episode? Yeah well <laughs> they are games
1: and series that demand so much of your time um, but yeah I don't think I've been actually playing that much recently. Uh, I will say actually on that note uh, as, as usual in the background I'm always playing Hades for what it's worth. Uh, still, still great game of the year uh, 2020, no inf- discussion.
0: Interesting that you, uh, yeah, interesting that you said that. I actually uh, read an article on a gaming forum that I'm part of last night of a whole host of people agreeing that Hades was one of the best experiences of the year, and it's 15.99, and it's payday next week. I'm definitely going to treat myself and see what it's all about.
1: Oh, fantastic! You'll have such a good time, mate. And it's if I really may ask,
0: if i may as well sorry to interrupt you if i may ask um how do you feel about the wolf among us because i was really disappointed when uh telltale collapsed a few years ago uh, I, I really quite enjoyed some of their games
1: being a big fan of uh, the fables comics that wolf among us is based on it, it kind of broke my heart a little bit um but uh, it is rising from the ashes they they did they re-announced the wolf among us two. uh i think back in 2019 uh, and they're they're developing the whole thing at once rather than Telltale's old model, which was uh, develop an episode, then develop the next one and the next one. Um, they haven't released an update yet. They said something back in December 2020, just to be patient. Uh, and I've been sitting here for a while waiting. And uh, hopefully when that eventually um, graces the internet, uh, I will be the first to be screaming on the front lines <laughs> that this game has finally come out.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear that. And Will, thank you for that, but we would be remiss uh, at this point if we didn't catch up with our usual segment right before we get into gaming. Have you got a drink in your hand at the moment, Will? Uh, I do. I technically have two. Ooh, talk me through them.
1: Okay, cool. So I'm currently sipping on some Diplomatico uh, rum. Very Mm. nice. Very good. Uh, And as I'm doing this here, oh God, nailed it. Uh, I'm having a Peroni. Uh, no name no name brands over here uh, I looked after my friend's cat for a couple of weeks And he came round today with a Bottle of a, what, with, with a cra- little small crate Of four produce and I said yes I will take those, thank you very yeah. much sir What about
0: yourself, what are you drinking? Well I confess uh, Despite a weekend of excess which you were Somewhat involved in uh, <laughs> I've been on a bit of a calorie count recently And so I'm on Lidl's own brand Hard Stelzer, lemon and lime 70 calories a can I'm, it is uninteresting to say the least. It's like drinking soda water that someone has squeezed a little bit of lemon into. But it means that I can have a drink and I've not got to worry too much about the calories I'm taking in.
1: Funnily enough, I was actually going to be—I uh, was going to buy some seltzers for today's recording. I was looking at them and I was thinking, I—I've I, not really had many, uh, and I've not really enjoyed that much what I had, or maybe I'm just keep
0: going for the wrong thing. But they're—they're they're all the range right now, and I understand why they are they are it's the it's the low calorie modern alternative before we dive in we would just like to say that we will be approaching this playthrough of new horizons differently from each other half of the reason this game is being covered on this episode is because we both knew that we would have extremely different perspectives both as a veteran fan of this series and one who like most of us found a way to unwind during the pandemic during the last year Will will be continuing work on his island as he has since the game has launched and Harry will be bringing his experiences from watching other people play the game as well as his misconceptions from consumption of media and ideas about the series generally. We think that coming at this from both sides is going to help us deliver a deeper and more varied critique than if we were both in the same place as we have been so frequently in our previous episodes.
1: I think this is going to be a really interesting one, obviously, because you're, you're very much outside looking in. And there are you look at this kind of game and you can easily misconceive what it's all about. Uh, I'm very interested to hear what you're going to say about this. So to talk about where everything started. Uh, The origins of Animal Crossing date back to 1986 where one of the series 2 creators, Katya Eguchi, moved to work at Nintendo headquarters from his home in the Chiba prefecture in Japan. The loneliness he felt moving, it's such a big city, is what would inspire the game that would become Dabutsu no Mori. Dabutsu no Mori was born from the idea of spending time with those you love, which has remained a core theme of the series since its creation. Aguchi was initially worried that the series wouldn't be as successful as the other games, as its concept and gameplay loop was seen, at least in his eyes, uh, as unprecedented for the time. Uh, which, of course, is a very different story now, but we will work our way around to talking about that. Dibutsunomori translates to Animal Forest, if we're taking it from the literal Japanese, which, obviously, we now know has been localized in this region as Animal Crossing. Often forgotten, but nonetheless important, Animal Crossing's debut title released on the Nintendo 64 on April 14th, 2001 in Japan. There would be an enhanced port release, which is what we would see over here in the West. We didn't get the Nintendo 64 version at all. Uh, North America would s- would receive this enhanced port in September 2002, followed by Australasia in October 2003, and about 2 years later it would finally hit European shores in September 2004. Celebrated at the time for its unique take on the life sim genre, Animal Crossing enjoyed moderate success even though the GameCube itself wasn't the most successful console sales-wise where fans like myself seemed to start their journey was with animal crossing wild world on the nintendo ds which released in japan in november 2005 north america and australasia in december of the same year and march 2006 for everyone else in europe wild world was the first entry in the series to introduce online connectivity which the series would feature in every title in the mainline animal crossing series from this point onward Though highly praised, Wild World received criticism for its lack of innovation compared to its predecessors, having not, well, predecessor, having not done enough to vary itself from the game before. Even so, Animal Crossing Wild World would go on to sell more than 11 million copies, which is almost six
0: times as many copies as the original Animal Crossing sold on the GameCube. Before we continue with this, fantastically written rundown of the origins of animal crossing it's worth noting here that as someone who knows very very little about the series uh, and hasn't had the chance to play through it properly yet that this is written by will and i'm going to be voicing part of it for the sake of longevity and fairness next was animal crossing city folk which was released between november and december 2008 across all regions on the nintendo wii Though the formula would be very similar to the games before it, City Folk let the player visit a new location, the city, and would get to explore its many varied forms of entertainment. City Folk would also allow players to import their character from Wild World. This import of data would carry over the design and catalogue of items acquired from the respective playthrough of Wild World, but would not carry over items or currency. The critical reception of City Folk wasn't as kind as it had been to the original game or Wild World. It seemed like Nintendo had once again not made a varied enough experience to justify an entirely new release. This seemingly reflected in the sales, as City Folk sold around a third of what Wild World had sold when looking at lifetime sales. Trying to push the series in the right direction, the next entry in the franchise, Animal Crossing New Leaf released for the 3ds in november 2012 in japan and the rest of the world in june 2013 would break the mold and introduce a variety of new ways to live your life in your own perfect world these changes would be how the game starts enhanced customization for characters and homes the ability to swim and access to four player mini games via traveling to Tortimer's island the biggest challenge was that the player character became the mayor of the town, meaning they would be responsible for collecting funds for public work projects such as bridges, benches, etc, and adding new venues for the player to visit. As well as this, the play could pass ordinances, not violent ones obviously, that would encourage growth in the town. This may be in the form of encouraging their residents to plant more flowers or by getting shops to open early. New Leaf was seen as a breath of fresh air and is regarded as fans to be largely the best in the series. This shows in its sales, which surpassed that of Wild World, which would make it the best selling in the franchise, selling a total of 13 million units worldwide.
1: Development on a new Animal Crossing title started after the release of New Leaf on the 3DS in 2012. As with most entries in the series, the series' developers sought to make the experience welcoming to both newcomers and veterans alike. The developers knew from the start that they wanted to make a desert island setting their theme for the game, as they felt it would break the mould from their very similar town settings that they've had in their games past. The new DIY crafting system was implemented early into the games development to keep players within the theme of the game, by using the environment around them as a resource rather than being used to just make money slightly faster. As well as this, Nook Miles were an idea inspired by mobile gaming. Game director Aya thought this would be a great idea to keep the rewards for exploration and tasks constantly flowing so the player would always have an opportunity to do something whenever they signed in. One thing the developers noticed from previous games is that players had the tendency to restart the game several times until they were happy with the preset island layouts that they got. Because of this, uh, they introduced a terraforming tool, which is accessed later on in the game. Uh, It gives the players a chance to create higher and lower ground, as well as change the earth beneath them into various forms of land, like tiles, grass, concrete, etc.
0: As with anything in the gaming industry, every single title that has been released throughout history, fans have found some way to exploit it or get around the barriers that the developers deliberately put in place in one way or another. Time travelling, which is a save abuse where you change the system clock to go into the future and thus speed up various processes in the game, had been a frequent problem throughout the series. And so, to try and curb the use of it, there is no waiting times for crafting items or terraforming. This didn't do much to stop time travelling, however, as players are still using the method for resource farming continuously. We can't talk about the development of this game and future games on the podcast without avoiding the COVID-19 pandemic. The developers were very worried when various countries went into lockdown around the time that the game was set to be released, and Kayu said that she and the rest of the AC team hope that players old and new alike would be able to use this game as an escape from the grim world of isolation that so many of us were thrust into and i think i can speak for many of the people that i know engaged in the game that this was what would become the lasting legacy of new horizons did you know when um, quite recently um uh apologies to divulge a little bit from uh, animal crossing but uh, i read recently that Spy- when spyro Enter the dragon came out um they suffered leakages in the form of a cracked version um before the game was released actually uh and they developed a method by which they could tell uh if you were playing a cracked version because they, they would run various commands and see how the game reacted to it yeah. and if it detected that you were running a cracked version the game wouldn't stop it would just get increasingly more absurd and more like uh, buttons would be rearranged on the control mapping. You wouldn't be able to pick up certain items. You just wouldn't be able to progress past certain points. So you could play the game technically, but it was a horrible, horrible, janky, buggy experience deliberately to put you off ever playing it again and to punish you for cracking the game.
1: It sounds like the first ever roguelike. Originally set to be released in June 2019, before being delayed as a way to make sure the game was ready and that there would be no need for development crunch, Animal Crossing New Horizons released worldwide on March 20th, 2020, as some of you may remember alongside Bethesda's Doom Eternal, two very different games about very different things. To say the game was popular would be an understatement, as Harry has already mentioned. New Horizons received universal acclaim from critics. Most complaints were directed at the time constrictions in the game, where the game limited access to certain areas very early on in the game, while the player would have to wait around to acquire tools and access these areas. That aside, critics had nothing but good to say about New Horizons. From its aesthetics, to the tweaks to the formula that AC was already known for, New Horizons not only turned out to be the highest rated AC game, but the best selling in the franchise. So, when I was writing this, uh, I was just looking at some fun figures uh, about this, and obviously we know that this game was big because of everything that happened last year and that is still ongoing i'm going to reel off some things for you harry and tell me how you feel about this to this day the number of copies sold amounts to more than 32 million units okay okay, that's impressive it's impressive yeah it took six weeks for new horizons to sell as many new
0: units as new leaf had done in eight years that is impressive because my lasting memory is of new leaf so it is genuinely impressive to me that it outsold it so wildly yeah, and in such a weird
1: amount of time as well. It became the second best-selling game in Japan's history, just behind Guess.
0: Oh, it's going to be a Pokemon franchise, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's good. It's Pokemon. There it is. Pokemon Red and Blue. Do you um, know if you'd
0: asked me to name, if you'd asked me to take a Guess on a pub quiz at the top five selling games in Japan, I wouldn't have even put New Horizons in the top five. So that is that is astounding to me.
1: Yeah, because a lot of Western people, I think, gel with this more than people in Japan. But I mean, yeah. I don't know. You know, who knows? It is thought that this number may have been surpassed, uh, but there isn't anything to show at least oddly just yet if it has. It's Nintendo's second best-selling game worldwide, just shy behind Mario Kart X Deluxe. Mario Kart
0: I I can't believe that New Horizons is outsold Smash. It's outsold Kart. You're telling me that, that New Horizons is Nintendo's second biggest-selling game ever?
1: Yeah, it's also the 16th best-selling game of all time, and uh, that's impressive. That is impressive. I genuinely yeah. didn't realise how successful this release has been. <laughs> you just and like and there's like GTA five with its sixteen thousand ports like <laughs> <"Ugh."> <laughs> So this is a, this is more a statistic for me and for all the other fans out there. New Horizons alone has sold more copies than the entire Metroid franchise combined. It beat their numbers within three months of its release and that's set against Metroid's 34-year lead of
0: 18.25 million units across all games. I confess I do find that less impressive because I think Metroid is one of these classic titles where you're sort of wearing your nostalgic goggles here and your love for it. It's, whilst it's been a heavily referenced game, i don't know if it's as significant as you're ascribing it to be how dare you say i'm biased to metroid <laughs>
1: <laughs> no that's very true uh, i think as well with metroid being such a niche title the number itself isn't as intimidating uh, when you think about it now but again that's a 34 year old uh, game franchise with quite a few games and one game outdid them in a flash although you know it's it's to say it's, it's something to say about accessibility <music>
0: So now we want to talk a little bit about the story in New Horizons, and in order to do that, we're going to speak a little bit about what my misconception is uh, of the story in uh, New Horizons. It's just an interesting thing, putting pen to paper on what the storyline of Animal Crossing looks like as a person that has only ever experienced the game via osmosis, consumption of media, and my own general prejudice. I know that for some undisclosed reason you are the new resident of an island. I'm not sure it has a name. I'm assuming you name it. And the story is largely based around you assimilating and assisting the community around you as well as developing your own plot of land. I think through sheer meme exposure, I know that the island is ran or at the very least your main point of assistance is a dude called Tom. Tom is, I think, a raccoon. I'm not 100% sure or something along those lines. How Tom relates to the story and the other residents, I'm not really sure. Is this dude the mayor the landlord i'm not really sure if there is an overarching plot around that i derive so much more joy from this game if there was a system of inter-resident intrigue that developed and you were forced to help resolve things like bitter divorces and custody battles <laughs> between, the <very> animal- <laughs> between the various villages on the island but i suspect that will is about to tell me that the plot is slightly more family friendly than that
1: Well, for your Peggy 3-rated game dealing with divorce, i got to say it's a little bit different. (laughs) So, when you play New Horizons, you start the game as you're moving to a deserted island. That much you were quite right about. Um, Alongside series regulars like Tom Nook and his apprentices, Timmy and Tommy. Uh, For the record, Tom Nook is uh, a tanuki, which is a, a creature from Japanese mythology that takes on the form of a raccoon, but they can change their shape you will also be paired with two randomly selected villagers from uh, from a possible i think three hundred off the top of my head there's something like three hundred possible villages you can have in the series after choosing whether you want to live on the northern or southern hemisphere of the world the player is taken to their new home after naming the island that night well done Kenai. you do name the island tom nook gives the player accommodation which is in the form of a tent and then you eventually work your way up to a small home then it's just classic animal crossing you know taking on tasks in a non-linear fashion to slowly pay off your loan from tom nook acquiring more residents meeting more series mainstays like blathers the able sisters and the fairly new but much beloved isabel uh, and getting the island
0: to a more visually appealing standard hold the fucking presses Did you just say Tom Nook loans you some money in order to live on the island and you owe Tom Nook money? So Tom Nook lends you a mortgage. Tom Nook is a banker. Do you want to put some Russian music behind you when you do this? Yes, please. in In fact, cue Soviet Union theme tune in one, two, three... And welcome back to our review of Animal Crossing. (laughs) Uh, Soviet Horizons. (laughs) (laughs) Apologies for that brief divergence. Uh, Will, please uh, carry on.
1: Uh, So once a certain amount of criteria has been hit, basically you'll get uh, a musician called K.K. Slider, who is also another series mainstay to visit your town. uh, And he'll play an opening. uh, He'll play the opening theme. K.K. Slider. Yes, he's a
0: cool dude. He's a dog with a guitar. (laughs) yeah if you're a real KK Slider fan name is 10 biggest uh, they all start with the word KK for what it's worth <laughs> um,
1: once you get KK Slider to visit your town basically he'll play a, his rendition of the theme to the game the credits roll and everyone's happy after that the player is once again given free reign of the island's activities only now stuff like terraforming is unlocked and KK can be seen most Saturday nights outside the town hall playing music
0: at your request So is it a case of the the storyline essentially continues indefinitely because the the development of your town is the objective, Oh yeah, it seems quite metaphorical that even
1: though you feel like you've done so much, actually you've accomplished nothing and life just goes on. It doesn't just stop are
0: there any moments I mean you know we can talk say <laughs> although it's a bad comparison we can talk to the cows come home about like particular moments of emotional poignancy that we experience in say Bethesda yeah. games when a quest line or a, a new location resonated with us particularly are there any moments it for you in New Horizons an interaction that you had with a villager or something that happened in the storyline that you thought this is a moment I'm going to remember as significant from this title I found Philbert's shirt on the floor and I, I gave it back to him it's it's pretty, pretty wild cool. pretty Phil- wild that is the sort of
1: writing that we're looking for from Triple Studios. <laughs> it is. Um, so, as far as that sort of stuff goes, uh, I remember seeing there was a uh, great sort of like uh, anim- animatic uh, on, of all things, Tumblr. Bleh, um, but it was somebody who had um, sort of like had a villager in their younger days when they used to play Animal Crossing, and then they played, uh, they hadn't got them for a while in their ventures, and uh, basically they, they found themselves with that same villager again in New Horizons. Uh, and it's so it's so sweet how like you can build these sort of like weird connections with arguably what is a computer with about so sort of, like ten mm. presets I think that there, there isn't as much variation in the village as people think there is, um. But mm. I think as far as for me like in, like the the impact that. Um, oh, like a significant moment for me in New Horizons was, I think mm. it was probably when uh, just after I'd um, got hit that credit roll screen with KK Slider, I just you know again you know, I was let back into the world. Uh, I was sort of like, oh god, I could put this down now, and I just didn't. I kept playing for a long time afterwards. Mm. Uh, I, I, as as is tradition with any Animal Crossing game and stuff, any sort of life sim, for example, like The Sims and what not you you get to a point where you just hit a you hit a wall you stop playing and you'll pick it up months later and the island will be covered in weeds but it will be like returning to your second home and again it like it is it is it is lovely but i personally found without going too far into this uh, review ahead of time now uh i found myself hitting that wall way quicker than i ever have in this particular series mm
0: in order to discuss the various aspects of the game, we thought we would introduce it by me giving my impressions or misconceptions of it, and then Will will counter with a description of what the case actually is. So, firstly, we're going to talk about gameplay and multiplayer. I fear that I'm going to offend both Will and some diehard fans of the series who may be listening by saying this, but in my head, I've always imagined the gameplay of Animal Crossing as being akin to a mobile game. When I say that, I mean the clash of clans sort of experience in which you're given a basic level of customization and a series of increasingly difficult tasks with incremental rewards that relate to your settlement i'd imagine if i had to guess i would imagine that these tasks are probably set by tom or the other villagers and that they relate to improving your island i don't know what the tasks are or what the rewards are but i suspect it might be more exciting than real life tasks like improve infrastructure or combat income inequality and local crime The rewards, from what I've seen, seem to be largely collection based rather than directly benefiting gameplay. I know for example there is a museum that collects fossils or something along those lines and that you can display your various rewards in your own home. I don't think you level up or get more powerful or more villager as you would in a typical RPG for example so it's hard for me to imagine the sort of rewards that give you that little dopamine hit that keep you motivated through what I imagine are increasingly difficult and lengthy tasks throughout the game.
1: So I wouldn't necessarily describe um like I mean you said you know like there 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 are some sort of similarities between um, how mobile games are built and how it's sort of like quite grainy. It's very material based. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's not Animal Crossing. At the end of the day, is is very much about getting materials to make things, especially with New Horizons and its DIY mechanics. Um, but as far as tasks go, um, with you know, getting them from Tom Nook and uh, other villagers, doing all these other little bits, yes, there is, there is, there is something sort of like there. Uh, you, when you unlock the town hall, for example, um, you can talk to Isabel, and she'll be able to give you an island rating. So your island can be anything between one to five stars, uh, and it all depends on how your island is designed. So have you been pulling up your weeds? Do you have uh, various breeds of flower? How many fruit do you have on your, what what variant variants of fruit do you have on your island um you know all these little things that you feel like might not necessarily matter um now are now given sort of like a point system and though animal crossing for me has never been about making the best island it's it is more of a therapy getaway there has always been this uh, perfect island in my head at least that I'd never really been able to achieve and a lot of people themselves haven't been able to achieve but i mean you you go on you go on stuff like um You go on stuff like the internet and you just see the incredible... Incredible precision. Some of these people have in their placements of certain things. You're like, man, this is it. Shouldn't be this complicated? Why doesn't mine look like that? It's the it's the bit from The Simpsons where he makes the barbecue and then he take who he moves the box out of the way from the picture and it's and it's it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as rewards go, yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, I mentioned earlier about Nook Miles. Nook Miles are a new thing for the series, um, and basically they're like a point system that you can sort of like exchange for uh, furniture and other other things, other items in the game. Uh, Nook Miles are also essential for you to get Nook Miles tickets, which will uh, basically send you on tiny little plane trips to random islands um, where you can have find new villages, find new fruit, find new flowers. Uh, basically they, 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 they implement this feature as a way to do more resource farming when you've run out of resources for your island, because though, the, though we said there aren't as many time constraints with this particular version of animal crossing there are still ways where you can find yourself running out of ways to make money quite fast i mean in particular you said rpg i don't i don't i don't think that's something i've ever heard anyone call this series in particular because yes any you know you, you're, you are playing a role you are you are you you are in your own little world in real life obviously we're not talking about like big number stats here you know it's like watch your defense can you know like can you beat the stock market with your intelligence but you know that there are there obviously you know people do sort of like role play in this world. You know it's very. Uh, I actually, funnily enough, I saw uh, a quick. So it was a, it was a TikTok and it was about ten seconds, and somebody had made their village into the 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 festival from
0: midsummer. I like that. That's fucking cool, but kind of creepy it's it's a bit it's become uh it's become like happy tree friends do you remember happy tree friends oh my god do i remember happy tree friends that was uh, <laughs> you just caused a whole nostalgic throwback there uh that was back when animated ultra violence used to take up about 65 percent of the internet yeah so easy
1: now here we are making bridges and planting flowers <laughs> so um you're all very much right about the dopamine hit by the way um Whenever you do these little tasks, there's literally, you, there isn't always instant gratification. And with uh, games like this, if you're going in expecting that, you'd be, you'd be certainly disappointed. However, you do get, there is something, you know, like it, it describes it as like, yay, you caught this fish, or yay, you have decided to build this thing, you'll be ready tomorrow. Um, it's just fun. There's nothing, there isn't anything in this game that will make you sad, apart from maybe not catching a bug. But it's fine, because that bug will come around again, because it's summertime, and even though this, Particularly, a breed of bug that only appears in July. Uh, you're still in July. Well done, you. A lot of people again, like you know, like they 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 sort of use this um, game as a way to maybe like organise themselves mentally and physically. Uh, it's it's the Marie Kondo of games. I mean, I myself, in particular, when it, when I was in lockdown, I found the experience of Animal Crossing very therapeutic because it felt like I had control of something. I mean, I have, felt like I've, I've always, you know, I I I wasn't having an existential crisis where I was like, oh my god, I can't control my life, um, but I could control this sort of micro life. Uh, which, you know, like, uh, scientists in the future will say that, yeah, yeah, in 2020, everyone was just crazy. They started thinking they were in Animal Crossing. It's different. Yeah, it's fine. But it'll be interesting to see how uh, this game, in particular, lasts because of, you know, of these quite basic game elements where you just sort of craft things and put them in places and you move them around. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this game continues to survive, in particular, because the series has obviously, obviously been around for a long time. It's it's it's, 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 it's going to be interesting to see how they like continue to replicate the same formula, uh, but obviously differently. So, uh, obviously I've just done a little bit of rambling about all of this. Uh, now I'm going to tell you how what it all actually boils down to. Uh, it's a load of little things that make it one big thing. Uh, again, the newest thing in the series is the crafting mechanic. So, uh, again, with the we we're just talking about resource farming. There are different uh, there are different pieces of puzzles you can get to eventually make a new item. Uh, a lot of it mainly revolves around stuff like stone, wood, stuff like that. Uh, but as the game goes on, you begin to be able to craft more complicated tools, for example, and more complicated furniture, as well as customize it in different ways originally in new leaf there was a guy called cyrus who used to do this all for you but now it's basically completely your domain continuing on the new features route animal crossing new horizons offers players the chance to fly with dodo airlines in which they take are they are taken to a random island filled with wood fruit fossils and flowers uh this is also another way that players can seek out new residents i didn't actually mention that sometimes when you go to new islands there'll be uh other characters running around on it on that island in particular convince them to move over to your island. Um, as with previous titles, the Able Sisters return with their clothing shop, where the player can purchase, share, and attain custom designs for their clothes. Blazers also returns uh, to run the museum, where the player can donate their fossils, bugs, and fish filings to document their completion, because as far as completion goes in uh, Animal Crossing, uh, people consider you finishing off the museum, and you... Getting the end credits and having an island with a five-star rating—that is the general consensus of what classifies completion for an Animal Crossing game. If Blathers already owns an item you donate, however, he's gonna—he re- will return that item to you, um, and then you can sell it for more money. Uh, but the 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 prime rule uh, which we we we've joked about um me and my girlfriend for a while uh is that the first is for blathers uh and that means anything and you know picture this if you will uh a young fa- a young family have finally um got the chance to you know like get pregnant and they have a child now and the husband just puts his hand on the wife's shoulder and says but first to blathers <laughs> I feel like I feel like I saw that as like an online comic somewhere, and I've just retained it as my thing. So if if you, if you did write that comic and you're listening, uh, I'm really sorry, but you are very funny. After your island has reached a certain level of credibility, you gain the ability to terraform your island, in which you can manipulate the levels of your island. So obviously, there's a there's a ground level, a middle level, and a slightly higher ascended level. Uh, you can also use this to um, you sort of like get um, like cut out any rivers that might be around your island or or like you know like obviously the extend in certain ways Uh, it's a new feature for the series where again as I was saying earlier where people sort of didn't feel like they had a lot of choice so they kept on resetting their game Uh, getting the ability to do something like terraforming is so wonderful Uh, and I can't believe it wasn't a thing before but hey ho here we are uh As has been with all Animal Crossing titles to date, you can only have one town or island per system or card. The first person to sign up to the town will be given the responsibility by Tom Nook being the mayor, and every resident you make for the game after that won't have the same level of responsibility as the somewhat, I, I guess, main main character for the profile on the town. It's been a thing for years. People want the ability to make more towns and have more, like you know, like uh, ways of enjoying these things. But uh, it's a system again that's just been constantly met with backlash ever since the first game. And I don't know if it's because they don't want people to do it. I couldn't tell you. I, I think it seems like a no-brainer, but at the same time, I don't think it's that big a deal. If you're not happy with your town, reset it. The game is also being updated quite frequently. Features like swimming and dream worlds have been returning from past games through updates, which has led some hardcore fans of the series to be feeling like the game is unfinished and perhaps rushed because of everything that happened with COVID 19 and is still go- ongoing with COVID 19. And and to be fair, it's a very it's a very valid way to look at the game. People are looking at it as like a sort of like a a, a live service live light edition of a game so um, all these other features that uh, are getting updated in Animal Crossing New Horizons were sort of mainstays and already on the card which didn't need a download for the previous games so I I, I kind of get where people are getting a bit uh, miffed about the constant updates for new horizons
0: but i guess we'll see so i know that you can visit other islands that people have created i assume via plane or boat actually this brings up a question do you have to pay for the transport to other people's island but outside of that i don't really know what you do when you visit someone's property i suppose it reminds me a little of Habo hotel if that conjures up any nostalgia for you like it does for me in the sense that you can interact with other people's creations but there isn't a whole lot to do beyond showing off your creativity I don't really know if there are mini games or, in fact, benefits to visiting other islands, and I'm certain there isn't a raid feature, although <laughs> there absolutely should be. Leveling up a cartoon bear to tank the mob boss while you raid another island as village defences would be a beautiful thing to watch, but I digress. Well, what does the
1: multiplayer actually look like? So, as far as multiplayer goes with Animal Crossing, you don't have to pay to go visit new islands. You do have to wait for a long-ass loading time. But apart from that, it's completely free. The only paying that you'll do for your air transport in I'm Crossing New Horizons is when you go and visit random islands to get resources. So outside, I mean, uh, also, but as a, as a sidebar, like uh, you were talking about the nostalgia that Habo Hotel conjures, uh,
0: I've never played it. I have spent a significant part of my hmm. life on Habo Hotel, and, I, and <laughs> I, I don't want to get into that discussion because I'm just scared that i will have no friends at the end of it.
1: <laughs> so as far as games go, in previous titles there were uh, minigames that you could play with your friends in stuff like New Leaf when you went to Tortimer's Island. There aren't really any minigames in New Horizons for you and your friends to play at uh, multiplayer, but it has encouraged the community to be incredibly creative and find new ways to make these sort of to make games in the game itself, uh, I can't tell you of any ones that I know personally, uh, but I do know, for example, a great one is hide and seek. It's just hide somewhere on the island and get the let and <laughs> find you. And like that's you know, right? we're getting back down to basics. It's a it's a very it's a very simple life sim, and it is telling you to make your own fun in that respect. And I love that people people have just sort of thought, yeah, we just do hide and seek. It's fine. Where are you? Who knows? Um, because of the forced perspective of the town, I guess it is kind of easy. Basically, you can visit each other via a Wi-Fi connection or by local communication. Uh, Some of the actions are limited, so you can't move around stuff on other people's islands or pull it out of the ground or do whatever. You can shake trees to knock down fruit as I said before there is the notable absence of minigames uh, as you asked and again like, it seems like it's going to be a no-brainer because these sort of these games were viewed as quite fun back in the day at least on New Leaf uh, I never really tried them I didn't have any friends to play New Leaf with uh, ironically <laughs> 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 again the 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 community itself uh has found new ways to make the fun uh and i don't again i don't know what these games are themselves but i i find it incredible that a community can do something just as simple as uh enjoy <laughs> make their own fun in a game like this
0: i like that as well i'm all about player agency and player creativity so whenever i see it it makes me truly happy yeah so um, if I can, for just a brief second, sir, I would like
1: to talk to you a little bit. Uh, I'll, I'll be be—I'll be a bit braggy, even though my island is only four stars. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about my town, which uh, you can't see right now, but I have. It's right here. I mean, for everyone at home, I'm currently holding the switch to the webcam for hand. Please
0: regale me with the story of your town, Will.
1: So uh, I think the past three days, animal crossing games i've played my town has been called Masara, which is uh, the japanese name for pallet town from pokemon uh, oh i hate you so much you know all right if uh, if you're gonna be mean about this i'm just gonna go
0: tell me about your town you little geek
1: just for the record when we uh, outlined the episodes for this year uh, there was no pushback on animal crossing and now someone's getting right really pissy about it
0: i just think in previous episodes we've been speaking about the most satisfying axe and blade combos that you can use to fuck up norse gods and uh now i'm listening to the, the the gentle japanese poetry that is named uh will's town but please
1: i don't see why you can't get this sort of gratification from wielding the viathan axe that i can from putting peaches in the ground as far as residents go i have um apple who is a hamster pango who is an anteater i have agnes who is a pig who is still one of my first residents from when it all started uh i have gladys who i think uh, is a crane or something like that i have portia who's a dog philbert who's a squirrel bubbles who's a hippo peck who is a sparrow eugene who is a koala And of my personal favorite is one called kiki kiki is a little cat in a cute little jumper and they are adorable People online are—they have their own opinions on some of the villages. There's like a there's like a ranking system for villagers. This game, which is all about being happy and jo- quite sort of, jovial, uh, with the idea of friendship. Um, the animal crossing community is fucking toxic man they're, they're, they're <laughs> no way no bro they're fucking bullies there's oh god what's his name there's a bear i used to have on my island called klaus klaus walks around in a toga and if you sort of like google him uh people are just so fucking rude it's just like put some fucking clothes on you stupid bear <laughs> like they're evil. Like again, like honestly, they're bullies. They're, like, I've not heard the word "ugly" thrown around so much in a video game. That I have an Animal Crossing New Horizons. It's like what, uh, talking about residents. If you didn't, uh, just a, so you have a, a better gauge of what goes on uh, with residents in particular, you can get tasks from them. You can um, just hang out with them on the on your birthday. They'll invite you around to their house to celebrate your birthday, uh, which is kind of cute but uh, they do they can move away so basically like they'll give you a, a, a flag they'll, they'll sort of give you a, a, a point to say it's like, oh I'm going to move away and you can try and convince them to stay or you can give them the finger and tell them the fuck off and I would I be, be lying if I said there have been times where I wasn't a part of that very toxic side of the community where I was like I'm really glad you're going because you're fucking hard to look at
0: <laughs> yeah. so this idyllic island location actually sounds like somewhere I don't necessarily want to live yeah um,
1: yeah I, I guess so uh, it's only for the beautiful and the rich so my town uh, basically I'm right at the there's a, obviously in the, in the grand circle it is the town I'm right at the back on the highest point looking down on everybody who is beneath me they have got loads of bridges I've got a nice little pond that's uh, just next to where uh, my house is that leads down to a waterfall that goes all the way through town. Uh, I have some sand castles Cute. on the beach. Uh, let's see, what else do I have? I've had what I've developed as and this is gonna sound this is gonna sound bad. No, I'm saying it now. I've developed a residential area. Uh, it's it's three by three houses, so basically it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh it's all spaced out perfectly. Everyone has washing lines and uh, places to do their bits. Uh and then on the on the right side of the island, because there wasn't enough space, there is another smaller. Residential area uh, where other people are, and in the centre is the town hall. And then after that, uh, on the sort of like what I, what I will say is two thirds of my island is just fruit trees and flowers, uh, which is used for farming. Uh, and I've been told numerous times by my girlfriend and people who watch it, uh, people who like, so, like played it as well, as like you need to clean up your island, and I tell them to fuck off.
0: So, you're one of the things you mean to tell me is that you were given this beautiful realm of creativity in which you can do everything. Mm. And one of the tasks that you undertook was uh, exploiting the other residents of the village by becoming a (laughs) bourgeois landlord. (laughs)
1: you know what right I was thinking in my head it's like he's gonna clock on
0: cool uh
1: so there are varieties of fruit you can get in animal crossing the uh native fruit to my island was cherries but if you get foreign fruit on your island it sells for more so uh there's a big sort of fruit farming community uh in animal crossing I finally have all the fruit though there aren't there isn't as much as there is in um the older games but it's still good as i probably have said before in this cast my island is on four stars uh i need to sort out my flowers i can't be fucked to do that uh mull my darling girlfriend if you're listening to this uh you said you would sort out my flowers for me and you still haven't so this is me calling you out you nasty nasty lady Um, Mm. (laughs) um, so I will just have to take a quick look on the old switcheroonie here to confirm how long I've actually played Animal Crossing Uh, for a while it was the game that I had played the most I think uh, until Hades and then there was the month leading up to this when I was playing it so like an hour a day Um, so I've played 135
0: hours of Animal Crossing that doesn't seem that bad honestly I think 135 hours is not that bad I was actually going to propose that uh, as a counter to your wonderful town story I will pick one of the correspondences that we've been given by our wonderful listeners and tell you about someone else's town fantastic that's a good segue that's better than what I was going to say I'm just going to go fuck myself (laughs) lovely So, this uh, comes from uh, Natasha Biazotto Turner. Um, She replied uh, to one of our Instagram stories telling us a little bit about her town. Uh, So, Natasha's town is called uh, Boozville. It's a five star town with its own town centre with a river around it, which includes amenities such as a bar, a garden centre, a school, a library, a carnival, a playground. And a museum with an excavation site there's a residential area with multiple levels in a garden a stargazing area a campsite and a waterfall area which leads down into a secret beach there are multiple beach bars and ice cream parlors it's been five stars for a very long time and tash considers it the best destination in animal crossing although she confesses she hasn't played much of the game as it's got a little bit boring and hasn't had much updates however Tash says that she's sunk over 500 hours into the game and it helped her throughout lockdown both to relax and both to calm her down throughout the difficult days that we all experienced.
1: Our next piece of correspondence comes from Jet Berriman, PhD. I'm not sure what he's got a PhD in, but well done, man, you're a doctor in something. Um, I'm genuinely scared to reload that game. Overgrown island full of dead inhabitants, most likely. Uh, They can't die. Um, I feel like that wouldn't be very sort of a Peggy 3 of Nintendo Uh, he's also pretty sure that he named his island Guantanamo which would really sort of push the theme that maybe this island might not be the best place to be unfortunately Um, but I'm sure it can't be that bad you know Now, as we move on to uh, the sort of latter section of this uh, podcast, we are going to be looking less at the misconceptions. And uh, how Harry might perceive things, and I'm crossing to be. And we are going to look a bit more back into the uh, history of stuff. So he might be able to feel like a, a bit more at home in that respect, I guess. Um, so as far as uh, voice acting goes in this game, uh, it's hard to find details on who these people are, if they are people. Um, what I did find out was, as far as we're aware. There has never been an actual name associated with the uh, voices in Animal Crossing, and if you've heard heard them, by the way, uh, Harry.
0: Yeah, I'm but sort of garbled, high pitched noises, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the best way to describe it is, you know, it's very sort of like um, it's 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 very much a, a, a baby's cartoon. You know, don't have to think about it too much. Just put it on; it's all good. We do know that in at least the original Animal Crossing, the language you hear is based on a text-to-speech, computer-generated voice you would hear on Mac computers. So the characters in the game speak in the language known as Animalese, though it's indiscernible, at the pitch that it is and the pace that the characters speak. When slowed down and pitched in varying degrees, Animalese becomes a very loose form of English. This works very similarly in Japan, though it's easier to understand because Japanese Kana characters represent syllables rather than letters, making the Japanese version a better representation of the words being translated. Again, I just found that very interesting. Even I'm not um, I'm not a linguist or anything like that, just stuff that I've just found very interesting. Credited for the music of New Horizons are Yasuaki Iwata, Yumi Takahashi, Shinobu Nagata, Sayaka Doi, Masata Ohashi, and series regular composer Kazumi Todaka. Todaka has had his hands in the musical Animal Crossing since the games first began. Todaka has been the sound director and composer for the series for nearly 20 years, giving each game its own musical identity. Obviously, being island-based, the music in New Horizons takes on a more tropical theme. Who knew? Uh, this is reflected during, uh, with instruments like the conga and the ukulele uh, throughout the game that you hear primarily, rather than sort of like other stuff. Music changes to reflect the time throughout the day, and although hardcore fans of the series have said that there is a certain lack a variety in the, the music of this game, everyone seems to agree that the main theme for the game is some of Todica's best work. The character of KK Slider has always been seen as a self-insert for Todaka himself, as Todaka has also composed various songs that you can hear even at the request of KK himself. Todaka has said that he didn't want the soundtrack to be too grand, as he fe- feels like it would have taken away from the real experiences that he drew from, as well as the intimate relationship the game shares. Uh, another fun tidbit of information for you uh, any Todoka fans out there there's a thing called Todoka Song which is a very short 19 note melody that is hidden in almost every uh, game that he composes uh, here is a clip of what it sounds like This easter egg has appeared many times throughout Nintendo's history, with many hidden more subtly than they are in New Horizons. But if you wish to hear for it for yourself, go to KK on the Saturday night when he plays and ask to play KK song like you might have done in previous titles and he will instantly play it. Uh, and also just one more fun fact for you, you might actually know... Um, of his two most famous compositions Mr. Tolica he is responsible for making the Me Plaza music and the music for the Wii Shop channel for the Nintendo Wii which are very very nice calm minimalistic mm. uh, lovely little tunes uh, sort of like going on a more personal note I agree with how what how fans feel like they have been been let down a little bit um considering how things have all sort of like turned out with the music in this game because it is quite samey uh, and there is uh, there's a more, much more clear identity with the other games as opposed to this but uh, I will say uh, the music in new horizons is very good and it's part of the it's part of the um constant rotation in my sort of mm. like uh, editing playlist, so when I when I edit, I I do put like, a little bit of music on the background, which I I shouldn't do. No, it's uh, it's a uh, whenever I edit, I, I put a little bit on the background, it's just um. Just your mind, mind and stuff. Because when I'm hearing my voice constantly and your voice and all of the ums,
0: uh, I, I do start to go a little bit insane. I can imagine those are long hours spent toiling over, what frankly are a lot of ums. Yes, yeah, Harry, you got, you have no idea.
1: I promise you, you have no idea. <laughs> So as we're moving towards the end of this uh, episode uh, I I am We've, we've obviously a bit of taking on a bit of a teacher-student mentality here. You've just been asking questions. I've been trying to answer them as best as I can. At times, a lot more, <laughs> a lot more rambling than I probably would like to uh, admit to doing. Uh, but I got to say, uh, I know you. I know how, the kind of games you enjoy. Do you think you could invest yourself in something like Animal Crossing, or would you want a bit more of an intensive life sim? Because I understand this game in particular is a bit is quite mm. light. Mm. In comparison.
0: I'm going to go back here to a a phrase that we've used in I think every single one of our previous episodes and it's getting to the point now where it's becoming a douchey cliche and that's that a lot of my enjoyment of video games are derived from games as an art form Uh, and that's certainly not implying whatsoever that Animal Crossing is not a piece of art because it it was constructed by a number of artists from visual designers through to uh, the audio that you've just spoken about but when I think about the sort of gameplay that I've enjoyed historically Um, both in the intense uh, story-driven campaigns that I've played in a whole variety of single-player games through to the strategic dopamine that I get from real-time strategies. Um, I'm not seeing a whole lot Although I am seeing some beautiful aspects of Animal Crossing for other people, I don't think I'm seeing a whole lot that would necessarily appeal to my playset. However, in saying that, it's really important, and one of the things that I think a lot of game critics should acknowledge is that although you may acknowledge that a game doesn't necessarily fit into your repertoire, that doesn't mean it's a game that's any less valid. Um, in fact, the experiences that I've heard from yourself, from Lily, from Tash, um, they're beautiful, and to see a game that has given people relaxation, joy uh, and a bit of escapism during what's been an undoubtedly difficult year and a half um I, I think that's a beautiful thing to see and it truly does fit itself into the category of games as an art form just necessarily art that i might not want to partake in
1: it's a very uh astute observation and i to be honest as well like i i it, obviously you know I, I'm, t- I'm i'm it, in a way i'm trying to sell this game to you and uh if you haven't been Sort of teased by what I've told you, I completely understand why you probably aren't mm. going to get into it so much. um I think, as well, with this game in particular, it's uh, such such a personal experience. And though we've talked about you know these single player games that obviously like try and drive forward uh that buzzword that I like intimacy, it's it really depends if with this game in particular. What you put into it is what you take out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and if you don't find that sort of stuff therapeutic or fun then you probably won't enjoy it so much i haven't talked about obviously the deep the, the deeper so sort of like side of animal crossing because even though new horizons we've covered quite a bit of it there's obviously like other little bits that i haven't even mentioned and it's because of stuff like um you know that the 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 updates that i've not sort of you know like I've, I've forgotten about um i also mentioned right at the beginning of the episode um that People do tend to drop off at some point, and I think that people dropped off New Horizons probably a lot quicker than other Animal Crossing titles. Uh, and I don't know if it's because there was a, you know, like a a, a difference in how the game came off. Um, but I was thinking when I stopped playing uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons, I didn't feel like I was I was missing it as much as I missed other ones. Maybe I've grown up. Maybe the maybe the Animal <laughs> game for the 27 year old man just isn't doing it anymore maybe I just want maybe I just want manly experiences like (laughs) anime visual novels
0: (laughs) I think though uh, to draw it to a conclusion from the impression that I've got from yourself and from the research that I've done from this episode I think the community can be vaguely split into two kinds of people uh newcomers and veterans yeah newcomers seem to adore this game while the long-time series fans can be more split on it new leaf is regarded as the best in the series by many and most of the criticism by long-time fans points towards the handling of new horizons seasonal updates have been pulled up a fair few times as these were always a part of animal crossing games since the beginning but now they've been regulated to gain patches directly from nintendo they also argue that there haven't been many new events since the launch of new horizons mm. and that the ones that have been patched in have been classic events without much variance from their original state i feel there's a certain theme emerging there or they have somehow evolved into something worse such as the infamous bunny day
1: yeah uh, bunny day was a big thing it was it was like their first big event when um it happened and uh, there were eggs everywhere and it wasn't fun and honestly it was kind of annoying yeah Bunny Day's never been good Man fuck Bunny Day <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a quote I, 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 Yeah I tell you what Like literally
1: I always say like I understand like I I'm probably not sworn As much in a game Where I, or, or like As stuff like Animal Crossing I'll just say that like, Fuck
0: hey.
1: I didn't get the Didn't get the Fucking
0: butterfly Shit <laughs> <laughs> It's also argued that the game was missing essential features from the get-go. There have been some displeasure at the fact that the player couldn't initially swim when the setting in the game almost dictates the necessity of swimming as a gameplay feature. The lack of multiplayer mini games and the introduction of durable gold tools, a first for the series, are some of the biggest offenders to die-hard fans, but all of these factors have left some feeling that the game is unfinished and so I think we can uh, draw the evening to a close after what's been a really really enjoyable discussion about a game that I haven't had a chance to engage with but I've really enjoyed learning about through the osmosis of other people's emotions and experiences are there any closing words from you before we say goodnight to each other will
1: um, I do, I do kind of agree with the community. I do feel like New Horizons uh, was released in a sort of like half-boiled state, and though it is very good, and you know, like you know, it, it, it does it does get better as as much as it goes on because now there's obviously some newer stuff. Uh, I would recommend going back to it. I picked it up again uh, during the month uh, leading up to this podcast to try and like uh, get back into it, and uh, I didn't, I, though I didn't play it as much as I thought I would. I still ended up playing it more than uh, initially I, I, I actually wanted to. Uh, Which was again, it was quite fun. It was, it was nice going back. It was nice seeing my residents. Uh, It was nice looking at the people that I thought were beautiful enough to stay in my town. Uh, It was quite nice. It was good. So, as your ears are being tickled by the uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons theme that I adore so much, uh, I would just like to say thank you very much, Harry, for tolerating me talking about Animal Crossing to you for so long, and I'm, I, you know, I, I think we I think we both learned something about each other here today, and it's that uh, you don't like Animal Crossing, uh, and I swear too much at Games for
0: Children. <laughs> thank you, Will, and uh, thank you so much to everyone, including Will, that has shared their experiences with Animal Crossing with us, and everyone that continues to engage with everything that we put on social media Uh, it really is a sort of lifeblood that keeps us going and I think we can finally draw uh, the evening to a close by saying thank you so much for listening, Uh, good night I think Will was going to share with you what you lucky listeners are going to get to experience next month, Will what are we doing?
1: So, uh, we have some of the plans over the next few months and we're just seeing how you might gauge this, but uh, we are going to be covering Mass Effect. Uh, the edition is yet to be decided, I assume it will be from the newer HD collection. We're looking forward to it, I can't wait to talk about it, it's a game that i wanted to talk about for a very long time.
0: Well, to another successful day of recording.
1: To another successful day of
0: recording, no, 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 no. I'm going to go and have my dinner.
1: Oh shit, yeah, I've got to eat!
0: <laughs> Damn! <laughs> what have you got?
1: Uh, noodles.
0: Effect. I've already said it. Did you? I didn't hear you say mass effect. Well, you didn't. You don't. Okay, listen. you can cut that bit. No, no, you no. Cut that
1: bit. No, no, this, this is going like after the fucking credits. <laughs> <laughs>